Hi everybody, I'm Deacon Dave. And I'm Layperson Lisa. Welcome to the Deacon Dave and Layperson Lisa show. You kind of beat me to the punch that time. Lisa. I know. Did I do it too soon? Maybe. No, you're um, on top of it. I okay. didn't. I didn't point when I said my name. So if you're having a hard time seeing us, that's because we want to make sure you see the stained glass because we are remote location again at the St. Clair of Assisi Retreat Center uh, down in the Buckrow section of Hampton, and uh, thanks to Dusty Roads who is uh, doing the stained glass for us. There's going to be five on this side and five on the other side that are all inside the chapel. So we're really excited. Thank you, Dusty, for all your hard work. So we, we got finished with the Angel series. It took about, what, eight years to do that? <laughs> Almost. Uh, to some of our listeners, it may have felt that Aww. way. But now we're on to something that if you are feeling that way, maybe you should be a little bit more humble. Oh. And so we're going to talk about humility. Yes. So we're going to let Lisa get us started, as always. Okay. Well, I thought we could start out with the definition of humility. Okay. So from the dictionary, it says, a modest or low view of one's own importance. Humbleness. And I hate when they use the word in the definition. The definition, the word, the, uh, the word in the definition. Humility is word. humbleness. Well, that's not helpful. And it says thinking of yourself as being less important. Yeah, or hmm. low view. So I, I thought that was um, I don't like a that. lot different yeah. than the uh, like more religious okay. definition. Well, what is that? Do you have that definition? Um, so it says it signifies a lowliness or submissiveness and is derived from the Latin humilitas, or as St. Thomas says, from hummus, the earth which is beneath us. So I think like having submission, submission to God is a better... Right. It almost ties back into the, the veiling uh, episode that we yeah. had with uh, Kenzie. Yeah. And even in um, uh, what we do for evening prayer, Mary, um, she oh, says something... Yeah. She says, doesn't she say something about being like lowliness? My soul proclaims the greatness of the Lord. My spirit rejoices in God, my Savior, for he has looked with me, for he has looked on me I'm with favor. favor. From this day, all generations will call me blessed. The Almighty has done great things for me, and holy is his name. He has mercy on those who fear him in every generation. He has shown the strength of his arm. He has scattered the proud in their conceit. He is uh, something from the mighty. See, if I don't do it all together, I can't it's remember. It's hard to, right? Mighty, mighty from the thrones and has lifted up the lowly. Ah, right? yes, yes. So I knew it was in there somewhere. No, so you're right. I mean, humbleness is really all throughout that prayer because it's it's talking about uh, the Lord puts down the mighty and the rich and lifts up the poor and the lowly. Um, well, it's Mary. I mean, she's like the epitome of humbleness. So. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And you know who else is humble? St. Clair. Oh, St. Oh, Clair. That's, that's false humility. That's false humility. I'm way ahead. You're right. We didn't get to that part. Her, today's her feast day, and she's also a example of humility. So August 11th, Yeah. we'll go ahead and date this podcast yeah. so that everybody knows that it is her feast day. It's yeah. also my wife's dad's birthday. Okay, yeah, she told me about there was a tie in and I couldn't remember what it was. It was okay. that they were both, uh, well, she died on the day that he was born. Okay. Right, so it's uh, it kind of, he's been gone for eight years now. So uh, uh, please pray for the repose of his soul. And um, I'm somehow I'm sure he's enjoying watching me work really hard oh, here at the retreat center. Yeah. Because he used to always make me work around the yard. Oh, okay. Well, so, that's what you were doing today. So what is the religious definition of humility then? Oh, well, I thought I just said that. You did? Okay. Yeah, was it was there, about was being there submissive. More? Um, I thought there was more because I read your notes. 
Uh, let's see. So St. Thomas said it's from the earth which is beneath us as applied to persons and things. It means that which is abject, ignoble, or of poor condition, or as we ordinarily say, not worth much. So, you know, it's really interesting because we hear all these definitions, and, and, and here, uh, humus, which is, which is the earth, yeah. um, talks about being grounded. So I think part of humility, yeah. Lisa, is us being grounded, um, and number one, being grounded in our faith. Uh, because if we're grounded in our faith, then we recognize uh, that the source of all that we are comes from God yeah. and not from ourselves. Right. So I like that idea of being grounded um, in the earth, if you will. Yeah, that's good. So what else do you have on humility? So the virtue of humility may be defined as a quality by which a person considering his own defects has a lowly opinion of himself and willingly submits himself to God and to others for God's sake. So I think basically like... Um, I can do all things in God who strengthens me. Right. Like, so we can't do, th like you just said, we can't do things on our own, but with God we can do anything. I just read something the other day, and I don't remember where I read it, but it was about humility. I was preparing for the homily this weekend, and what it said was, is humility is who you are when you are in the presence of God. Ah. So you can imagine that it, we could practice humility if we recognize the presence of God throughout our day and one another, and it kind of keep us grounded as we sit. Yeah. So what else do you have? Uh, let's see. St. Bernard defines the virtue of humility as a virtue by which a man knowing, knowing himself as he truly is abases himself. These definitions coincide with that given by St. Thomas. The virtue of humility, he says, consists in keeping oneself within one own, one's own bounds not reaching out to things above one, but submitting to one's superior. So submitting to God and um, humility is also when we put others above ourselves. And I can, so it's interesting when you said superior, because we all have, obviously, like you said, God is a superior, but we also have superiors in life. So like, like one of my superiors would be uh, the priest uh, okay. in the church. And, and so it's important for me um, and I think submissive doesn't mean that you don't speak your mind, uh, but you speak, you speak your mind out of love yeah. uh, instead of um, out of something that's maybe not love. So submissiveness does not mean that we don't share uh, what we're thinking. But I enjoy uh, the submissive nature of the diaconate and uh, being in a servant's role um, because, I, as I've said, I'm in a leadership role all the time. So it's really nice to just kind of step back and, 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 and know what my role is, which I think is one, one of the definite, what is your role? So even as a deacon, I have certain roles at Mass and with the community. And so those are the roles I fulfill. I don't try to go up to the uh, next level, yeah, right? Yeah. And try to start doing things that priests ought to be doing, right. which I can't do anyway. Right. But it's that sort of idea of knowing what your role is in any particular yeah. situation and then and then staying there. That's a much clearer definition than all these. Well, if you think about it, if, have you ever been in a group of people where everybody's trying to be in charge? Oh, yeah. Not a whole lot gets done. No. But if everybody understands their role yeah, and they take true. it on, I mean, that's a form of humility. Recognizing, okay, God, this is, this is who you want me to be in this situation. And so I'm going to live it out according to your will. Uh, because it's really easy to want to change things. Yeah. Talk about ministry. 
I mean, ministry can be one of those areas where humility can go out the door if we're not careful yeah. because we want things our way. Right. And maybe that's not the way God wants it. Right. He wants us to sit back and just kind of witness what's going on uh, and participate in that way. Mm -hmm. So what else do you have? Well, uh, also, I thought we could talk about false humility. Well, I've already exemplified yes, that. Yes, you have. But go ahead. What is the definition of false humility? It's pridefulness in disguise. So we practice false humility when we intentionally devalue ourselves or our contributions in an attempt to appear humble. And examples of false humility include, include deflecting praise we truly deserve, fishing for compliments to draw attention to ourselves, humble bragging, which is what you were doing. Humble bragging, that's me. <laughs> uh, which is talking about how, how humble we are, falsely portraying helplessness or a lack of power and self so, self, like when you make fun of yourself, self-deprecation. Self self-deprecation. Yes, humor. Yeah, I, I used to I, do that. I probably lot. do that too. I mean, so it's really easy. The devil can help us fall in those traps in a hurry. And and the one I, that I want to talk about, though, Lisa, is the one about when someone gives you a compliment, and um, oftentimes they'll say, "Well, I give all the glory to God." And that's good, but sometimes people want you to just say thank you. Yeah, because God gave us gifts. Right. And if we're using them and people compliment us on them, then we should just say thank you. Right, so we can acknowledge um, their thankfulness yeah. um, or their appreciation. And in our minds, we can also acknowledge God uh, for being the source of our ability yeah. to do that. So that's, that's, a very, um, that's a very interesting one. I've had several conversations with different people about how to handle that. And I sort of landed on the... Thank you very much. Yeah. And then in my mind, thank God, you know, for doing that. Sure. And yeah. in that way, I think it keeps a good balance of humility when you do it that way. Right. So what is your, um, uh, uh, well, I guess, what else do you have there? Uh, let's see. I have some quotes on humility from the saints. Okay, let's do one, and then maybe I can comment on them. Okay. So this is St. John of the Cross. To be taken with love for a soul, God does not look on its greatness, but the greatness of its humility. Wow. Wow. So the greatness of humility. Yeah. So we were watching um, the last, the bonus episode for Metanoia yes. last night. Mm -hmm. And the one guy said that Jesus was so humble that he put himself in a tiny little host for us. Yeah. And think about the, I'm glad you brought that up. Think about the humility that... Um, Jesus has, number one, coming in the form of a child. Yeah. Uh, 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 being helpless. Um, and then, like you said, in, in the Eucharist. So we can really, Lisa, you're right, learn a lot from Jesus in the real examples, the physical examples that he has given us um, uh, uh, through his life and his ministry, for sure. Yep. And um, I think oftentimes maybe you know jesus is wanting to lay ourselves out. and i think part of humility i think that people struggle with is vulnerability because in order to be humble you also have to be vulnerable right. um, in order to allow that to happen because you're not sure how someone's going to take that or what they're going to do with it so that's yep. good stuff yep. good stuff there we go that's my <laughs> word. i had to get that out yep uh saint augustine said it was pride that changed angels into devils it is humility that makes men as angels. Just off the angel series, yeah, tie right? in there, yep. We talked about the many ways that um, we can take on the attributes that the angels have. Yes, yep. And when we do, there's certainly going to be a humility um, that comes along with that. Yep. Very nice. St. Faustina, in her diary, she said, 
He who wants to learn true humility should reflect upon the passion of Jesus. There we go. Because Jesus did not have to go through that. He chose to for our sake. Yeah, I mean, think about the level of humility that was experienced as he was um, making his way up to Calvary. Yeah. Uh, uh, to be crucified. That was probably a huge part of what they were trying to do. Was well, to yeah, and that's like the, at that time, like dying on the cross was like the most humiliating form of death. Right. And so I was just thinking, you know, being humble is not um, thinking less of yourself. It's thinking more of others. Of yourself less. Ah, okay, yes. Of right. yourself less. Right. Yes. So putting putting others as the priority, but not yeah. as some of these definitions said. Yeah, like thinking like you're... Yeah, because our no identity good. is found in God. Right. So we have great value. Right. Uh, it's when we um, take that value on as being prideful or as if it was something that we did. Right. Um, so it goes, it goes both ways. Yep. So what other great saint quotes do you have? I have one from St. Vincent de Paul. He right says, here in Newport News. Yeah. The most important weapon to conquer the devil is humility. For as he does not know at all how to employ it, neither does he know how to defend himself from it. And that's why, like, during exorcisms, when Mary makes an appearance, the devil just like Disappears. gets out of there. Now I'm going to disagree with Saint Vincent de Paul okay. a little bit because okay. uh, if you read the screw, screw tape, oh letters, yeah, that's very good. One though. of the examples it talks about is to get people to talk about themselves being humble, and it gets back to that false humility. Okay. So the devil can use he can tell us that we're you know you're being really humble, and and so he works on that false humility angle. Okay. For us, but you're right. If we are being authentically humble then it's going to be really hard for the devil to get in. Yeah. Any other saints? Uh, Saint Teresa of Avila. Oh, good one. There is more value in a little study of humility and in a single act of it than in all the knowledge in the world. Now, we were talking this morning in Bible study that knowledge is important. Yeah. But along with knowledge, if you're not careful, can become prideful, yeah. uh, judgmental, I know more than you. Yeah. And so I think our knowledge combined um, with a transformation in our heart leads to humility. Because our, our knowledge can lead us to a greater understanding of God. Yes. And a greater understanding of God should transform our heart. And a yes. transformation of our heart should lead to greater humility. Yes. At least that's what I'm thinking. Yeah, that sounds good. Good right. logic there. Well, I tell you what, I don't know how far we're into the show, but this is not a one-part show on humility. No, we were humility. just introducing humility so we can get into the litany. Of the humility. litany of humility. And and then maybe after that we can do like the litany of trust or something. There's a lot. Of, oh, did you know there's a litany of joy? A litany of joy. We're going to yeah. do a bunch of, maybe we should do a bunch of litanies coming up. Yeah, that's fun. So are we at a good stopping point or yes, do you have we another are. saint? Yeah. Okay, perfect. Well, everybody. Um, oh, well, I do have one more from St. Augustine. That go right is, ahead. It's pretty good. Humility is the foundation of all the other virtues. Hence, in the soul in which this virtue does not exist, there cannot be any other virtue except in mere appearance. Wow. So I was listening to a homily from this morning from Father Larry Richards, and he said, um, if you know, you can be a daily mass goer, but if you're full of pride and judgment, then you're going to go to hell. Wow. Pretty <laughs> so, strong words there, Father. So, but, you know, it, it really gets down, if you think about Philippians um, chapter 2, yeah. uh, and this idea that Jesus emptied himself into our humanity, and he showed us what humility is, 
But we too are called to empty ourselves um, throughout life of that pride and that worry and that fear and there's anxiety, all of those things uh, that take away from the virtue of humility. We need to get rid of those. And you know what happens when we empty ourselves? Then Jesus fills us. Exactly. And if Jesus is going to fill us, then it's going to be uh, that much more virtuous, our humility and all the other virtues that we have. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Kenosis. Kenosis. Settle down now. This is just a basic show, but yes, that is correct. Kenosis is an emptying of yourself. Yeah, my I think that was in his um, homily, too. My scholar, <laughs> right here, everybody. Well, I hope you enjoyed this episode, uh, and we'll see you next time. I'm Deacon Dave. I'm layperson Lisa. Bye. Bye. She's making fun of me. Oh. <laughs>